Saturday afternoon. It's going to be huge at Marvel Stadium. Oh, big game between the, the Kangaroos and Sydney, the replay or the rematch of the 1996 grand final was. We're a sneaky chance to be leading at quarter time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, huge, what a huge day it was back in 1996, North oh. Melbourne. Well, they won the Gold Cup, the only Gold Cup in the history of the game uh, that was given out to North Melbourne. And the best player on the ground that day was... Uh, and every Archer, other day. And every other day. Uh, he's a shin boner of the century, and I cannot believe that he said yes to coming on our show because this is a huge honour. It is. And we have got Glenn Archer on the phone. G'day, Arch. G'day, Jack. G'day, Was. How are you going? Oh, could not be better speaking to you, mate. Um, let's go down memory lane, buddy. Tell us about the 96 grand final, your memories of it, and what a very successful day it was for you and your footy club. Yes, it was great memories for our footy club. I wish we can get back there a little bit quicker. But, uh, yeah, my memory of the 96 grand final, it's, it's a long time ago now, and I've had that many hits in the head. I can't remember too much about it. Um, but, yeah, I do I do remember us playing very average early and sneaking our way back into contention at half time, and then running away with it in the second half. But, uh, yeah, and my other vivid memory that day was my job was to get in front of Tony Lockett mm-hmm. and block his leads. So um, that was that was quite frightening. Yeah. Um, but I got away reasonably unscathed. But uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, big plugger was he was a uh, a guy that you didn't really want to get in front of. But uh, that, that was my job for the day. Arch, it was here. Uh, pleasure to speak to you, mate. And just on uh, sort of getting in the way of people and uh, putting your body on the line, they say the harder you go, the less it hurts, but uh, surely some of the stuff you did hurt. Uh, yeah, at times, but... Um, no, I mean, you know, when you when you play this game, it's a you know it's a physical, barbaric game. So no matter how, what sort of style of play you you play, you're always going to run into someone. So you, you always come off you always come off pretty sore. Um, but I, I was pretty lucky. Like I played 16 years, and I didn't get many injuries, and um, so I was probably lucky in a way that I used to get my body in the in the right position, so I, I didn't get too hurt. Did you put your hand up to play in front of Plugger in 96 Granny or was that Pagan's thing? No, 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 I definitely definitely didn't put my hand up. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was Dennis's uh, idea for the day. Um, <laughs> and we, we actually, we were wrapped. We, we, we did a really good job on him. Um, but he still still kicked six, yeah. so <laughs> that's that's how good he was. So uh, we had our, our goal was to make sure he didn't kick ten. So we uh, we walked off and went, okay, we, we did our job. We kept him to six. He kicked six these days, and you're a superstar. That's true. How, how did you feel though? Sort of you running back. You at least got McMartin, who did tend to play in front or just in front to the side. So you sometimes had him uh, to sort of help you out a little bit. Um, no, I'm going to say no to that. Because <laughs> um, uh, I, 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 I was a big visualizer of the game. So um, once I got told my role early in the week, I spent a lot of time during the week just closing my eyes, trying to visualize my my game and put myself into different positions. And I just thought the more I did it over and over again in my head, you know, when, when the time came, I was, I was prepared for it. Um, so when you visualise Mick Martin and Tony Lockett coming at you, you know, it's probably 240 kilos between them. <laughs> uh, 
um, I did go and speak to Mick and I told him what my role was. I said, well, I'm going to, I was playing on Craig O'Brien. So yep. I was told, don't worry about Craig, just come off him and get in the hole. So after visualizing for a while, I spoke to Mick and said, Mick, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to help out as much as I can. But if I get camped under it, just, just say something so I can brace myself. Um, and in typical Mick Martin style, he said, yeah, no worry, Dad, no worry. Um, did not say one thing the whole day. Uh, and, uh, how many times Plugger stuck his knee in my back and I turn around and go, Mick, say something. He go, oh, sorry, Ash, next time, next time. So um, he, uh, he, he, he wasn't, oh, he wasn't awesome. good at preparing me for the, uh, for the onslaught. No, it sounds like it. Um, I've watched it over and over. I've watched all the final series over and over, as you do. Um, my favourite my favorite memory is another backman of yours, uh, Ian Fairley. In his, in his last kick of his career, he ran down and kicked a goal. Um, you recall that? And how did that, how did that sit with you? Yeah. No, he's a, it's a good stat, actually. He, he's... Um, his last kick in footy was a goal as a backman. Um, his last game was a grand final win, uh, and his last game was his 200th game. So it was yeah. a uh, it was a good, it was a good way to bow out. So I think once he thought about that after the game, he thought, yeah, "No, that's enough for me." But, uh, yeah, Flossie was um, a real reliable guy. You know, there's so I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if you guys have played footy, but when you run out into the ground, you, when you run out with a group of guys, you want to look at the guy next to you and go, yeah, I, I know what I'm going to get from that guy. Um, there's some guys, you know, yeah, you just get, you know, it's a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get from him. But uh, Ian Fairley, he was a solid week in, week out. And he was a great player to play with. And, of course, uh, a young uh, Glenn Freeborn popped yeah. up, kicked a couple of goals um, that sort of got us back into the game? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he kicked three in yeah. the second quarter. Yep. Um, um, oh, for memory, we were 20-odd points down, maybe close to 30 points down. And, yep. Yeah, uh, Glenn Freeborn turned it on in a 10-minute in a burst and uh, we walked in at halftime with, with about a point down. So, yeah, had he, hadn't he done that, it might have been a different result. So... If you were really looking for someone to say oh, who who won the game for you, you'd, you'd probably say Glenn Freeborn. And also, uh, you have spoken about this before. You, were, you before the games, you uh, you got yourself worked up a little bit, nerves wise. Was the grand final like a similar given? And given it was a whole week, how were you, how were your nerves or your feelings before the game? Yeah, now look, you said I, I wasn't good with uh, trying to balance my anxiety before the game. It sort of spilled over a fair bit to the point where I'd, you know, be physically ill before most games. Um, yeah, my, my problem was I didn't really believe in my talent all that much. Mm-hmm. So, and, and went on for my whole career. You wouldn't think it would have once you get established and you're playing week in, week out. Um, but that was... Why Dennis Pagan was such a good coach because he would make you think you're two you're, you're two bad games away from getting dropped to the second. So um, yeah, I used to I used to get horribly nervous before a game, just particularly as a backman because you think you know if my man kicks five, six, seven goals, we lose a game. So um, yeah, it's something that I wouldn't 
advise young kids mm. <laughs> to do to think of think of the worst but that's that's what i generally did but in the end it worked for me because by the time i crossed the white line i was that wound up i didn't want that shocking feeling of getting beaten so it made you play a little bit harder and of course um we've heard about wayne schwoss and his sort of demons before the game did you see anything sort of along those lines with with schwatter um, it was a hindsight thing, mm. you know. Once he, once he came out and actually um, told us his story about how he suffered suffered, um, you know, some bad mental health problems. I when I think back now, I, I could probably recognise it because you know, he was a he was a little bit up and down. Sometimes you walk in the rooms, he was up, he was up and laughing, and other times he was just sitting at his locker, um, uh, looking quite sad. So. Um, but at the time, I just didn't pick up on it. But in hindsight, um, I can see it now. And, and sort of with uh, with Jackson playing now, what sort of sort of? I mean, you've obviously he's been around you his whole life, and you've given him all your life experiences. But now that he's playing at the sort of level, what what advice or what are you looking out for? Any of those sort of signs, or you, you're more positive? Um, yeah, it's funny. I, I don't give him too much advice. Um, Oh, I probably gave him a fair bit of advice as over the years because I, I was his junior coach for about five years. So, um, but it wasn't directed at him; it was directed at everyone. Um, and also, I we used to watch all the North games together, um, and I was purposely doing it, but I wasn't directing um, advice to him. I, yeah. If I saw some something on the TV that I didn't like, like someone pull out or someone duck their head, I would like, oh, look at that and I'd rewind it and go, oh, that's horrible. But I, I wasn't saying to him, don't duck your head. But yeah. As kids, they obviously they're creatures of their environment. So he used to hear me say stuff like that all the time and um, I think that's been embedded into him because he... Uh, I haven't seen him duck his head yet. There you go. Well, how's he, how's, he, how's he tracking, though? Yeah, I was going to say. Are we, are, we, are we liking his career so far? Um, yeah, well, it was his first year last year, and he played three games and actually did quite well. He, um, yeah, I thought so. He never, never looked out of place, and, and then he had a massive pre-season, and by the sounds of it, he was a bit of a lock for round one. And then he hurt his groin, uh, I think the week leading in, and then had a few weeks off, then come back to the uh, reserves, played one game, hurt his groin again, uh, came back, hurt his groin again. Mm-hmm. So he's only really played two and a half games, and they're, they're being really conservative now. I don't, I don't think he'll play for the next two or three weeks. So even though he feels okay, but yeah. because it's been a, a recurring thing, they want to get it 100% before they put him back out there. And with with North and the team now, um, I know we need you need some experience out there because, or you just do. But should we be going down a super youth sort of path? And was uh, hurting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're hurting a little bit, but you you've got to have a little balance. We don't want to be losing games by 150 points, but um, no, well. Well, if you took half of them senior guys out of that Melbourne game and put the other half, if you filled them with young guys, I don't think we would have lost by more than 90 Mm. points. So um, I'm a big believer if you're going to rebuild, 
you need to get studio games into the kids as quick as you possibly can. Um, uh, and it doesn't really bother me whether you're winning or losing. You, you, the, the VFL system's pretty average these days. Um, I'd rather go watch the local footy. Um, so I, I'd rather the kids in the senior team learning the senior way instead of getting bad habits in the VFL. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm big on this. Just put them in. Get 30 games into them really quick and you work out whether they can they can uh, make it at that level or not. And one sort of one last for me, um, when your career finished, you did you did go back and play local. Um, I'm sure, pretty sure you went straight to Warrandyte or wasn't long before you got to Warrandyte. Um, after, yeah, throwing yourself around for so many years and what, what was that like? And we just saw, as we just saw, uh, I think Cam Cloak uh, last weekend out at Temple Stowe. Uh, he got a whack and, I mean, were, were you targeted or people knew better? Yeah, no, I didn't play many games. I, I just sort of jumped in with mates, really, because they, they wanted to play a game with me. Um, so... Yeah, no, I, I know I would have played eight local games already. There you go. Um, but yeah, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't targeted at all. I, I actually, I really enjoyed it. Um, I actually found it really hard. Um, obviously, you're wide a certain way when you're playing in the, in the <laughs> NFL, and when you when you come back and it, it leads to a certain hole, and they kick it the complete other way. You think, oh. I'm not sure exactly why they kicked it over there, but um, yeah, I, I actually found it really hard to get a kick in local footy, but I, I, I loved it. Though. It was uh, it was good fun getting back to straight off the ground, beers in an esky, having, yeah. having a few beers and a, and a laugh with the boys. And, yeah, yeah I, I, I really enjoyed it. If it, if I didn't tear my hamstring every time I went out, though, I probably would have played a few more. Games. I remember that? I remember that? Oh, very good. Uh, now. Yeah, I know it's difficult to watch North Melbourne at the minute, uh, Arch, and um, you know, and you, you know, as a Melbourne supporter, I've you know been through it as well. But can you see the light at the end of the tunnel at all? Um, oh, it's the light's pretty small at the moment at the end of that tunnel. Um, and I think I think we're still a fair way off. Yeah. Um, there is some good. There, there are definitely some good kids coming through, um, but I, do, I don't think we've got the balance of the list right at the moment because we've got a lot of really older guys and really and a lot of really younger guys and just a few in the middle. So, um, yeah, it's going to take, well, I think we're still three or four, four years off um, to be realistic, so... And just gotta, just gotta hang in there. And I watch the games now. I just watch the, the kids that are out there. I just watch them, just see see what they've got, um, and just take me my um, focus away from the scoreboard and from the older guys, really, because they're not going to be around for too much longer. And just try and get some positives out of the young guys, like like Harry Sheasel. Mm-hmm. It's been fantastic to look at him. Go, okay, he, he's he's a lock. He's going to be there for a while. Um, uh, Charlie Combin shown something this year. Uh, down forward is a key forward. You've got um, go to Bergman down mm. back. I reckon they've definitely shown something. So I look at them sort of players and go, what are they going to be like in four or five years? And just try and pull some positives that way. Yeah. And by the sounds of it, you got the I'll best try. one. Uh, the best one's about to debut this week. Yeah. Then uh, George Wardlaw. He, he seems he's going to be a likely type as well. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I've obviously watched him a little bit in the uh, the reserves with Jackson, so he's uh, he's definitely got some tricks and he's he's hard at it. Um, yeah, he's again watching the VFL. I don't really judge all that much. Um, I, I can't wait to see him in the AFL and see how he goes. Um, but I think they've done the right thing by him. He, he was didn't do much for preseason, so he had to get some games under his belt, and now. For me, just put him in the seniors and just leave him there for the rest of the yep. year. Right. And just to, just to be clear, the mid-season draft is coming up. You're completely ruled out? <laughs> just. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, def- definitely ruled out. Okay. Um, the, the problem with playing footy these, these days, it interferes with my social life. Ah, yeah, <laughs> so, fair enough. Uh, I, I, don't re- I don't really want to go to the footy on set day. <laughs> fair enough. Watching, right. the, watching the races and having a beer. Sounds better, mate. Sounds <laughs> much better. <laughs> uh, I'm sure the, the North people would still love you playing. Hey, Arch, we might have to leave it there, mate. I know you've got some coaching to do, but I uh, really appreciate you giving us some of your time, mate. It's been Thanks, an absolute honour. Great. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Woz. Thanks, Good mate. Man. Oh, great fella. Glenn Archer there. Shinbona of the century.